0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fit as a Fighter podcast. My name is Trisha. I am your host and today we are celebrating two years in business for Fit as a Fighter being online. Now, if you don't know my background, I originally started in karate as a kid at seven years old. I'm 35. So I've been in martial arts, fitness, healthy lifestyle type things my entire life pretty much. And About eight or nine years ago, I started doing some amateur MMA fighting. And that really, you know, took me through so many different experiences in my own health and fitness journey. I had so many extremes for weight cutting, for training, burnout, hormone issues that happened, you know, and then getting injured, becoming pregnant, right? Just my whole life kind of shifting gears since then. So, where I'm at now, two years into running this online business is much different than where I was eight or nine years ago when I was fighting, doing in-person training, which I had my own business doing that, traveling all over uh, South Florida to people's homes, uh, to now where you know I'm working from home from my computer and my phone mostly, raising my daughter who is almost a year and a half and just starting to get back into my own martial arts training and MMA training. So that is a little bit to kind of catch you up to speed. Uh, But what I wanna talk about today is really like, what does it mean to be fit as a fighter? Like, of course, it's a clever name and I'll be honest with you guys, when this originally started, was technically the year before, but I don't really count that as my first year in business, okay? And I'll tell you why. So, you know, technically, it's, I guess I should say it's been about three years, but that first year was real wishy washy, okay? I'm not even gonna count that as the first year in business because I wasn't really committed. So let's go back to COVID, okay? Let's go back to March pretty much of 2020 when the poop hit the fan. And I remember I was training for a fight. I was supposed to be fighting at the Hard Rock on St. Patrick's Day. It was a big fight. I was really prepared for it. I was like in the best shape ever, training with the best in the world, an American top team. I was I was ready to go. I was also training out of a few different gyms. I was training out of the Boca Resort as a personal trainer. I taught group exercise classes. I did personal training. And then I would also you know go to people's homes or different community centers and stuff, and I would train people there. So that was pretty much my life. It was a grind. And when COVID hit and all of the gyms shut down and my fight got canceled, I went, oh my God, like everybody else. And that's that's my livelihood. You know, there, there was no COVID pay for me. There was no like work from home option at that time. I had to create it. So frantically, I remember You know, going to sleep that night and thinking like I need to do something. And I had seen other people take their business online. I had seen people do virtual coaching, but I wasn't super into it. I wasn't really into that world. So I, I just, I don't remember if I came up with it at once or if it was through some brainstorming. But you know, pretty much after that, I came up with Fit as a Fighter. And in the beginning, it was a hot mess. If you kind of paid that twenty dollars for the first little membership thing that I did it was a hot dumpster fire. (laughs) Basically because I had all day to record videos and, you know, exercise outside and think about things to do. I started recording videos on my phone and I would make these workouts and people would just pay $20 a month. I would do all their macros, nutrition, and I'd upload individual workouts every single day. And it was a lot of work, but I didn't really have much going on. However, $20 per person wasn't really going (laughs) to pay my bills, you know, especially when I was getting $75 to $100 per session for personal training. So being in South Florida, things kind of sped up a little bit faster than the rest of the country, luckily for us. And gym started to reopen. I also started a little baking business (laughs) during that time. Uh, Trisha's Kickin' Kitchen. Trisha's Kickin' Kitchen. And I was making like Protein donuts and like little protein treats that I was already making for myself, anyways, but I started making them in bulk. I was selling them to my teammates and I was bringing them to my husband's office charging like three bucks a donut, you know, and just selling them like hotcakes, literally. Uh, but that was a lot of work. So I realized very quickly, I do not want to be in the baking industry. <laughs> that is not what I'm interested in. I did enjoy the online training, but I didn't know how to do it correctly. And in my head, I was just like, how can I make a living doing this? You know, I was charging so cheap. I was doing so much work. And then I started to pick back up. People said, oh, you know what? No, I'm not scared about COVID. Come to my house. Eh, don't worry about a mask, blah, blah, blah. You life started back up again for me. That was in 2020. I ended up fighting that year in Invicta, taking a short notice fight in June, July. It was July, the day before my mom's birthday, July 2nd. And after that, a couple months later, I'm training for my next fight and I got injured. I tear my ACL. And at that point, that was, again, that second reality check, COVID was the first one where I was like, oh, shoot, I better have another way to make a living to do what I love doing. But I didn't really last for long, right? Then I got injured later that year, and I was forced to go back to that, which was a positive thing, obviously. But again, it was that fear that struck in me that was like, oh, my God, I'm having ACL surgery. I'm going to be out for a couple months. I need something. And and to be honest with you guys, I was getting burned out with the in-person training. Like I I love and I miss my clients so much. I really, really did enjoy and love teaching in person. You know, that's how I started when I was 14 years old. I was teaching martial arts lessons and I miss it. (laughs) I miss it so much. There's something about, you know, leading somebody or a group of people like that, you know, but I was burned out, you know. I was trying to train as a professional fighter and I was driving all around South Florida and I was training five or six clients or teaching a group class every single day and it was just so exhausting. So I knew even after my ACL recovered and I was going to be on my feet, I knew I needed I needed a backup plan I, because fighting at that time was not making a living yet and even if you get into the UFC, spoiler alert, you're not making millions of dollars like Floyd Mayweather. Okay? You're making maybe 10,000 to fight. 10,000 if you win. That's probably what I would look at for my first UFC fight as far as how much I'd get paid. I don't know if you know about the cost of living, but you can't really live on $20,000 a year, even $40,000 a year. You're not breaking the bank, okay? So, and that's if you fight twice a year, which isn't always a guarantee in this line of quote work. So all that to say, I really started to look more seriously. And during 2020, I had started following a lot of different fitness influencers and nutrition people and and all of this stuff. And of course, being a personal trainer, I for years had been renewing my personal training certification, getting continuing education, CEUs, taking different courses, learning about nutrition, learning about exercise physiology, exercise science, all of that stuff. Always kept very, very up to date and serious with my certifications and my education. So as I was searching and studying and following people, I came across this girl who did business coaching who taught you how to run an online business so i start following i'm i'm doing all the free info that they're giving out i'm starting to realize like wow people actually make a really good living doing online personal training and it's funny right because when you don't see the opportunity you, you kind of dismiss it. Maybe you have a thought in your head, like, oh, I kind of want to do this. But until you see somebody doing it that you look up to, that you could identify with, you don't really see it's possible. We could look at this in any area. It was the same with MMA fighting. When I was 20 years old, I wanted to be an MMA fighter. When I was 20, okay? I had done kickboxing, I had done karate, I wanted to do MMA. But when I would watch UFC fights, Dana White was explicitly saying, Women will never fight in the UFC. And at that time, there were female fighters, obviously. There was those pioneers. It was Gina Carano. It was Chris Cyborg. It was Julie Kedzie. It was, you know, those women that were, you know, in those shows that would allow women fighters. But in my head, I was like, I mean, unless you're some kind of spectacle, you're not going to make a living. How, how far can you really get if you can't even get in the UFC eventually? And I just dismissed it. Now, five or six years later, along comes Ronda Rousey. Breaking barriers, and I thought, wow, seeing her do it, seeing other women I knew do it, I thought, wow, I could do that. So it's the same thing that happened with my business, right? At first, I was just like, I didn't know what I was doing in 2020. It was just like a panic because of COVID. I, I wasn't very good at it, I didn't have a good model. Then I come across this other group of people who I'm seeing that, like, oh my God, they are multi seven figure a year earners doing online fitness coaching. Like, it just blew my mind, you know? So I was like, okay, I I need to learn what they're doing. So while I was laid up for my ACL surgery, I take a course, I, you know, do this this kind of business in a box thing, and I start, you know, kind of doing the things, putting everything together, creating what would be Fit as a Fighter 2.0, essentially. And I realized come January, especially when I found out I was pregnant, that I was gonna need a little more guidance and mentorship versus just this course I was learning how to do it. So at that time, to be a part of this course, to be a part of this mentorship, where you were like in this intimate group, this intimate container, learning from business mentors um, that we're going to show you exactly how to run a successful business online, I did not have money, okay? I was broke from the knee surgery. I had insurance, but you guys know how insurance is down here. So I was broke, you know, full of debt, <laughs> no money, um, I didn't get to fight. I was supposed to fight. I got injured three weeks before my fight, so there went that money. And uh, you know, I had to just put it on the old credit card. So it was ten thousand dollars for this program. I did not have ten thousand dollars. I put what I could on my credit card, and I made a payment plan. And I just prayed that each month I would have room on my credit card to pay the next payment. <laughs> and so, you know, starting February, around February, th- the program started. And by February 22nd, I had my first client, and I love her dearly. She is back with me now. She was with me for my whole first year. She took a little break on her own, and now she's back to just regain some of the knowledge, the accountability, get back to where she was before. Um, it's a never-ending journey, right? We always need coaches. So she's back with me. I'm so freaking excited to have her back. And you know, during that time, obviously, I was pregnant. And now the next panic, as you guys can see, I kind of get motivated by these big life events that happen. (laughs) I'm kind of a I'm kind of a ready, fire, aim type of person, you know? I kinda like start a business, don't really know how it's gonna work out, and I just go for it. Like, ah, sign up to do a fight, don't really know what I'm doing, just go for it. That's kind of how I've lived my life. Ready, fire, aim, you know, figure it out afterwards, make the decision and go. So (laughs) I I'm building my business and I'm pregnant and I'm getting more pregnant and more pregnant as the summer goes on. And I actually start doing really well. I have like, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15, 18 clients at one point, I'm ready to burst and I have my baby. And what I did not realize is that I didn't really have any idea of what it was like to run a business that was essentially a baby and have a baby. I had no backup plan. I had money saved up. I had saved up some money to, quote, have a maternity leave, which I didn't have a maternity leave because I'm a business owner. So there's no such thing because the business doesn't run if you don't run it. But essentially, it just meant that I didn't have to be pressured to sign people up or to keep income coming in. If I didn't have the energy to, I could just serve my current clients, which is what I did the first three months. Come January of last year, I started to panic. That, oh my God, I don't have, I don't really have a backup plan. I have this newborn that's taking up all my attention. And what I had learned to get me to that first kind of marker of having the 17, 18 clients wasn't going to work for my lifestyle that I had now. And so that's when I found the coach that I still have now. Her name is Lacey, my coach Lacey, if you want to follow her on Instagram. She's an amazing coach. She has her own very successful health and fitness coaching business. She also coaches business owners. And the thing that I love about her is that she gets it as a mom. She's a mom to two highly special needs children. And she runs a seven-figure business. And so she has the duality in her life of being very successful but having immense amount of struggles in her daily life with her children, with her lifestyle, with the challenges that they have. So I related so much to her versus some of these other coaches. And maybe you might feel the same way when it comes to like your own health and fitness journey. Maybe when you were in your 20s, having another 20-something-year-old trainer was cool because you could work out with each other and grab drinks on the weekend and you were friends and you were buddies. Now you're a mom and maybe that person doesn't have children that you're working with and they don't understand that you can't always wake up before your kids and get a workout in. You know what I mean? It helps to have somebody that gets you. And that's what I love being at this stage in my journey now as a mom, because now, like, I was that trainer who didn't get it. I didn't get it, okay? I'd be like, you know, you need more discipline, or you just get up earlier, or just take time for yourself first. Fill your cup first. Until you're a mom, you don't get that sometimes, that shit does not work. That shit is not possible. Okay. And you have to, I have to understand there's a lot of gray areas. It's not all or nothing. There's a lot of just balancing different plates. And so as a mom, I get that. And I want to have coaches for myself that get that also. So since then, I have really been able to, over the last year, create a business that fits my lifestyle. Now, how does this relate to you? Again, going back to the fitness journey, the weight loss, the health style, okay? When I was in my 20s and early 30s, and I was fighting consistently, competing all of the time, that was my life, okay, Everything else around my life revolved around that. Everything in my life, whether it was my family, whether it was social events, friends, uh, everything else orbited around my training, my fighting, right? It's very selfish. Me, me, my, me, 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 me. Now, on the flip side, <laughs> as a mom, as a business owner, That stuff has to revolve around my schedule for my family and the things that are important in my life. So I need to be more flexible as a human at this point in my life because my daughter comes first. So if my daughter's up at 6.30 a.m. crying, I'm not going to go leave her to go work out, right? I'm going to take care of my daughter. So that's just where your priorities shift. So, you know, for you, maybe when you were in your 20s, right, your, your diets ran your life. Your training ran your life, but maybe now you need something that fits in your lifestyle that you still want to have social, a social life. You still want to enjoy food with your family, nice family dinners. You want to be active with your kids. You want to have time for yourself to work out, but you, you, you just at a point where you're not going to spend three hours working out in the gym anymore like you used to. It has to change. It has to evolve. And it's okay that your circle evolves. As you change, you know, like I said, I had to kind of switch who my coaches were in my life to the ones that really understood what I was going through and who could really see me and see my struggles in my unique situation. And that's the coach that I desire to be. So as I enter my third year of being an online health and fitness coach, again, I've been teaching martial arts since I was 14 years old and personal training since I was 24 or 25 years old. Now I'm 35. So I've been in this game a long time, a long time. The online-ness is newer, right? Because now instead of like a having a gym that I'm walking into, Instagram is my damn storefront, okay? <laughs> and so when y'all see me every day on the gram with my little reels and posting on my stories, that's me saying I'm open for business. Welcome. Here's what I do. Here's who I am. Here's how I can help you. That is my my business storefront, right? It's just the digital world Uh, So that takes a little time to learn. I'm not 20 anymore. I'm 35. So technology, to be honest with you guys, (laughs) I I was supposed to be recording this on a damn microphone today. I was all excited about it. I recorded it in my stories that I was going to be on a microphone. But guess freaking what? I hate technology. My husband got me this. (laughs) this microphone. And here I'm thinking, I just plug it into my computer and talk into it. No, 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 no. I have to have a freaking soundboard and the soundboard has to plug in the computer. But, oh, I have a MacBook. It doesn't have a USB thing. I need to get an adapter. Now I have the adapter. Now I don't know how to connect it to the mixing software because I'm like a dinosaur. Okay. So (laughs) stay patient with me guys, because I promise eventually this will be really good quality if my husband can teach me how to use it. But for now, we're rocking it on the iPhone. So, (laughs) but again, guys, you know, I've, I've evolved, right? And my business also has evolved in the sense of like, who I want to serve. And here's why. Because in the beginning, when I first started, I was so excited. And people were excited, right? Because it's new, the newness of like, oh, you're doing something new, let me support the new thing that you're doing, right? So I was kind of working with anybody and everybody. And to be honest with you guys, it was a little overwhelming because I was working with a couple people over here that were going through menopause. And then I was working th- with a couple girls that were training for jujitsu tournaments. And then I was working with people in between. And then, oh, here's a woman who just had a baby. And here's, you know, and it was just, it was all over the place. <laughs> and I I really started to learn who I really am meant to serve. And to me, who I would really love to continue serving are not just the women who want to lose weight. You guys hear me bitch about this all the time on my Instagram stories. If you are hiring me or following me, anything, listening to this podcast, only because you want the fastest way to lose weight, you're probably not gonna stick around for long because you guys know I'm not about that, okay? I don't stand for fad diets. Wow, my Syracuse accent almost really came out. I don't know if you guys heard that, fad. It's a long A sound. (laughs) If you're from upstate New York, you know. (laughs) I catch myself all the time. I do not stand for fad diets. I do not stand for quick fixes. And I am m- about helping women for more than just losing weight on the scale. I want to empower women that they can do hard shit They can lift heavy weights. They're stronger than they think they are. I want to empower women to have that prideful feeling of what it's like to accomplish something, whether that's losing weight, if that's your main goal, whether it's getting a new PR on your deadlift, whether it's doing a pull-up for the first time or fitting into a new pair of jeans or improving your body image to not care that the scale didn't move, but you still felt proud of yourself this week. That is what I'm about. And it's been a big shift myself personally. You know, back when I was fighting, again, my life revolved around the scale. I lived by the scale because I got paid based on how much I weighed. That's an immense amount of pressure. And I can't tell you guys how freeing it is to be on the other side of that. You know, I am much more confident and happy in my postpartum body where I am nowhere near my leanest or strongest, but I am exponentially more confident and empowered in my mom bod than when I was when I was fighting at 125 pounds. Because I based my worth on the scale and the second the scale didn't go in the direction I wanted, then I was a failure. Then I was lazy. Then I was doing something wrong. But now, I know that the scale doesn't control me. I, the scale hasn't moved in months for me. I'm not trying to lose weight right now. I'm trying to get stronger. I'm trying to build my empire here. I'm trying to raise my daughter. I'm going through the throes of t- toddlerhood right now. i got a lot on my plate. And losing weight right now, I don't really care. My pants fit great. I'm fitting into a lot of my old sizes. Pulling out some pre-pregnancy clothes. And even though I'm 10 pounds heavier right now than I was when I got pregnant, I'm much more confident and happy in my body. Would I like to be 10 pounds less? Sure. And uh, that'll come at a certain point when I'm ready for it, but I don't have to, I don't need to. And I can still be proud of myself and I can still get stronger and I can still be confident. And so that is what I want for the women that I work with to break free of being addicted and controlled by the scale, but to still be striving to become your best. We can have both sides of it. So I'm going to wrap this up, guys. This is a longer podcast for me than normal, but I just wanted to do a lot of reflecting and chat with you guys. And this podcast is really special. It's very small right now. I don't know how many of you will listen to this. Maybe 10, maybe seven, maybe 20, maybe 30. Okay, it hasn't been more than like 22, I think, on any given episode as far as how many downloads it's gotten. And I love that because you are my people. If you're listening to this and you made it through the end, you are my people. And this is this is me, guys. This is me sharing how I feel at my core and I so appreciate any of you that have listened for any amount of time to this podcast. I promise that this Fit as a Fighter brand is going to keep growing. It's going to keep growing. Okay? It, this is this is my future empire. <laughs> this isn't just a flash in the pan. And I'm here for a long time. I've been here for a long time and I continue to stay here for a long time helping women. My new cheesy slogan is to be fit like a fighter without getting punched in the face. Unless you like that sort of thing. I'm going to put that in asterisk because I got a lot of you psychopaths out there that like getting punched in the face that are my clients or my friends. So, you know, I don't want to knock it. Obviously, I don't mind it either. So if you like getting punched in the face and you want to look like a fighter, then I'm your girl, okay? So I will talk to you all next week. I hope next week you will hear a much clearer podcast. It's got some little thing over the microphone so that you don't hear me go like, pff, 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 and make all these noise. Um, you know, it's got like a noise blocker so you don't guys don't hear like my toilet running in the background. <laughs> you know, it's just... <laughs> It's gonna be good when we figure it out, okay? So I appreciate your patience and uh, I will talk to you all next week. Thank you so much and have a fabulous day.